Thanks for joining us today as you listen to a portion of a message recorded at Vine Life Church in Boulder, Colorado. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can visit us online at www.vinelife.com. Our strength and your joy is deep, deep down in us. Your joy is deep, deep down in us. Help us receive it this morning, God, whether we feel it or not. Your joy is our strength this morning. So we worship you, Father. We worship you. We thank you, God, that it is your breath that's in our lungs giving you praise. It's your breath. It's your joy in us. Without you, Father, where are we? We worship you this morning, King Jesus. There is none like you. There is none like you in the heavens or the earth. The earth cannot contain your glory, Jesus. And the heavens cannot contain your glory. And the heavens, heavens cannot contain your glory. And yet you're in us fully. Your joy is our strength. We love you so much, Father. We love you. Thank you for loving us first. Thank you for loving us first while we were still sinners. Thank you, Father. Let's just thank the Lord in our own way. Just thank Him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Papa. Amen. It's a good morning, huh? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Today, today is a big day. You know what we're doing today? We're sending these guys off to camp. You guys want to come up here? Kainos, leaders, students. Vine Life, can we partner together to bless these guys? Let's all come up. Can we all come up? You want to come up? Lay hands on the leaders. Let's lay hands on the students. Let's bless them as they go. Let's give thanks for them. Let's cover them. Thank you, Father. Yeah, it's come on up. Hi. Yeah, let's just lay hands and partner with what heaven's doing. Let's partner with what heaven is doing with these young men and these young women and with these leaders. So, Father God, we thank you that heaven is moving today. Thank you that heaven, heaven itself is coming. It's here. Thank you that heaven is, the kingdom is established in each one of these young men, each one of these young women. And it's firmly established in each one of these leaders. So, oh God, in your precious name, Jesus, we bless each one of these boys, each one of these girls, and each one of these leaders. Father, I thank you for your glory and your presence that's found in the the raucousness of the manifestation of your Holy Spirit. And I thank you for your glory that's found in the still and in the quiet place. Lord, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are active, that you have a vested interest in each one of these young men, in each one of these young women, that you will have your way with each one of these young men and each one of these young women. We say, have your way, Lord. You will have your way. Father, I thank you for the times of of jubilant praise. And Father, I pray for the quiet time when they're just mining the depth of your truth in your word in those quiet places, that your glory is there every bit as much as it is in the jubilance of the manifestation. So, Kainos, we bless you. We bless you in the name of the Father. We bless you in the name of the Son, of God's Holy Son. We bless you in the name of Jesus, and we bless you in the name of the Holy Spirit that you would receive from him, for only he gives life. We thank you, Father, that as you lean into them, they lean back into you. So we just speak wholeness and closeness and all good things over these guys. We love you, Lord. We love you, Kainos. We love you, Kainos leaders. Thank you for going. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for holding this space with our kids. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. And we love you, Papa. Thank you, Father. We lift up your name, Jesus' name. Amen.
All right. Woo. Sweet. It's good. It's good morning. All right, ushers, if you guys want to come up, let's, uh, it's backwards, Larry. <laughs> um, yeah, ushers, let's come on up. All right. Thanks, Rock. All right. <laughs> All right, let's continue our worship. Let's continue our worship with, with giving back to the one who gave us everything. Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're our source, God. Thank you that there's nothing we need that's not found in you, Jesus. So, Father, thank you, God, that, that we can give back. God, help us, Lord. Help us be a generous people. And thank you for your provision and your goodness. We bless your name. Amen. All right, we've got a couple ways to give. You can give online. You can give via text message. You can write a good old-fashioned check right here if you'd like. We have some video announcements uh, prepared, so let's go ahead and get those queued up and uh, launch in. Hey, Vine Life, here are this week's video announcements. First on the docket is Couples Chat. It's the first Wednesday of every month, so this Wednesday, here at Vine Life Church at 7 p.m. There's no need to sign up, just show up, and we'll get you in the room with other couples with a conversation facilitated by Bob and Betty Young. They've been married for 45 years, and they have got quite a bit figured out with the fact that they still like each other a lot. In fact, they consider each other best friends, and that's what we all want in our relationship, isn't it? So whatever part of your relationship you're in, whether you're dating, newlywed, or if you've been married for decades, this conversation is open to everyone. So come this Wednesday at 7 p.m. to Vine Life Church. Check it out and see what you think. Revival is a powerful outpouring of God's presence a reanimation of life accompanied by a reignition of power and purpose. It is a necessary manifestation of God's goodness. Vine Life is partnering with Global Awakening to spread the word about this conference, promoting revival in our region. Now, it's not going to be at Vine Life Church. It's actually down in Denver, and it starts on August 9th. If you go to vinelife.com, you can get all the details. Also, members of Vine Life Church get a $10 discount on registration. So when you sign up, just put the code CHURCH10 in the promotion box, and you'll get that $10 discount. You don't want to miss church next week. We have a very special guest from Bethel Church speaking, Chad Dedman. In addition to being an awesome husband and father, Chad enjoys traveling and living life to the fullest while speaking and demonstrating the power of God all over the world. He and his wife, throughout their ministry, like to release the healing power of God and activate the church to step into its full potential. So in the end of 2011, Chad co-authored a book called The Risk Factor. Some of you might have heard about it. This book provides practical teaching and real-life stories to help inspire new risks in your faith journey. But you're not going to want to miss it. So let your friends know. Again, it's Sunday, August 6th. Our service starts at 10 a.m., and we'd love to see you there. Hey, if this is your first time at Vine Life, we just want to take a moment to say hello and say that we're really glad that you're here. Please take a moment to look around your seat for that orange connect card. You can put as much or as little information on there as possible, but it's just a chance for us to get to follow up. Also, you can just drop it in the offering bucket if you want, or you can take it back to the coffee bar at the end of service and exchange it for a free drink. Thanks again for being here, and thanks so much for listening. All right. You're good at that, Gwen. That's really good. It's like professional and everything. How you guys doing this morning? Good? Doing good? I'm doing good. Finally hit puberty. I can grow a beard now, just like everybody else. So I got that going for me, which is nice. 
I guess. Yeah. All right. Summer. It's here. It's almost gone. Crazy. All right. Let's jump in, right? Let's, um, let's pray. Father, Lord, thank you, God. Thank you that we can't get enough of you, Lord. Lord, we invite you here, Father. Thank you that you are here. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your truth, Father, truth of your word, the truth in your word, Father. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, God. Amen. All right, so today, let's continue the conversation um, we've been in. Um, a couple weeks ago, Jenny brought an awesome word on evangelism. That was good. You guys here for that? Did you hear for that? That was awesome. Yep. A couple weeks ago, um, the Essence team, um, led by Andy, Andy Ao, they were here. Were you guys here for that? Man, that was, that was unbelievable. That was so good. The thing that, that uh, stuck with me the most on that was when Andy was talking about, you know, finding that, that thing, right? You remember that? Like that one thing? Finding that thing that heaven has put in you, that one thing, that unique thing that heaven put in you, that you get to go out, you get to go out into the community and partner with heaven on, finding that one thing. Has anybody found, like, been pressing into that, praying into that, finding, did anybody have trouble with that? Like, when you remember when he said, what is that? And it kind of, it was spur of the moment, kind of, did it catch people off guard? Do you have a hard time finding what that is? Has anybody had luck, like finding, or not luck, but receive from the Lord what that thing is, you know, what that is? That's great. I would just encourage you to keep pressing into that. That was such a good word. That was such a powerful word. Um, So as we continue to dig into authentic evangelism, um, let's look, I think it's important, right, to look at the one who brought, who brought that, who brought that from heaven to earth. So let's uh, let's check out John. Let's open our Bibles. John 1. So John, John in his, in his gospel, directed by the Holy Spirit, John introduces Jesus in his gospel. How, how does he introduce Jesus at the very beginning, right? He introduces him as the one that's full of grace and truth, right? So let's check out John 1, John 1, 14, and then we'll skip down to 17. So John 1, 14 says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Skip down to 17. It says, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Wow, that's pretty good. So we've been in, some of us in leadership have been in a conversation lately with folks over at Gravity Leadership, and we've been learning about about posture and what it means, what it means to be in, in grace and truth, right? What does that mean, to be in grace and be in truth? We've learned, we've been talking about that, that grace and truth is not, um, I think we've talked about it a little bit here, you know, it's not, it's not zero sum, right? Meaning, well, this conversation probably needs a little bit more truth than grace because this person needs to be, you know, called out. Right? Or this person's really struggling, so <clears throat> I'm going to bring maybe a little more grace to this conversation. Well, that's not what was modeled for us, right? Jesus came in full grace and in full truth. So we've been learning about, about posture, how to be in full grace and in full truth as a way of life as we walk this out. So Jesus didn't come, right, simply to be an example of that, right? He came and saved us in grace and truth so that... So here's the do, right? So that we can be like Jesus, walking in the fullness of grace and truth, looking like the one who saved us and behaving like the one who saved us in full grace and in full truth. So I think, I think we, have, we have a pretty good handle, I think, on, on truth, on what truth is. I think, unfortunately, throughout Christianity, a lot of Christians have used truth as an implement, as a weapon, beating each other over the heads with it beating others over the head with truth, right? As opposed to the truth setting us free, right? The truth, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Let's go over to John, John 8, 31. Okay, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, 
You are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants. We have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? And Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. That's a good word this morning, right? The son makes you free, you are free indeed. And guess what? You're free this morning, right? You're free this morning. Okay, so truth. Truth is to set us free. It's not a weapon we use against each other or against others or to convince or to argue, right? So let's just set that there for a minute. Well, let's dig in. Let's dig into grace. Let's talk about grace a little bit. I think, you know, we, we kind of have a sense of what truth is, but what about grace? You hear it all throughout the gospel. Paul starts and ends almost all of his letters, right? Grace be to you. Grace and peace I bring to you truth and grace. Well, what is, what is grace? Like, you ask five Christians, what's, what's grace? You'll probably get 15 different answers. I'll maybe have parts of it. I'll touch on it a little bit. But let's dig into grace, find out what that is. You know, grace, it's, it's not just kind words, right? It's not just niceness, though it is nice. It's not permissiveness, right? Grace is not licentiousness. It's not just acceptance. Like, well... I'll have grace for that, I guess. Hmm. Right? So it's not acceptance. It's not, it's not licentiousness. It's not forgiveness. Grace is different than forgiveness, right? We know that. Grace is not forgiveness. So the original Greek, so it's good. You know, you do a word study, right? Find out what, what, what is the, what's the original context of this, right? So the original Greek word for grace is charis, right? So char, the root word of that, has several meanings. It's beautiful. Means disposed to, predisposed to, inclined toward, leaning toward, favor, favorable to. The Lord's favor freely extended to give himself away to people. And the best one, right, is that grace, grace is empowerment with the fullness of the kingdom and the power of heaven to walk holy and upright just like Jesus, right? So grace isn't just niceness, it's not. Oh, that, you know, that, that dance was graceful. That dancer was so graceful that, you know, that's not what we're talking about. Grace is empowerment from the kingdom of heaven to live just like Jesus, to live just like Jesus. It's empowerment from all the power of heaven to live just like Jesus, right? Okay, so grace through and from Jesus is what keeps us from being slaves to sin. So grace empowers our righteousness. It's our source of righteousness. So in another picture, in another context, when grace is used, it's a picture. I love this. It's a picture. It's a picture of the Father leaning, leaning in, leaning into his people. So it's the Father leaning in. So God is not just, you know, the Father is not just in in heaven somewhere, just kind of like, man, you are screwing this thing up. Like, will you get Where'd I go? There we go. (laughs) It's okay. Right? So it's the Father leaning in. He's leaning into you. He's leaning into me. Right? So understanding the nuances here, the differences, right? So, so, well, what about mercy? You know, well, mercy, mercy, Philip Yancey in his book, What's So Amazing About Grace, he talks about mercy. Mercy is is not getting what we deserve. That's mercy, right? We've, We've all not gotten what we deserved, right? But grace... Grace is getting that thing that we don't deserve, right? Grace is getting that thing that we've not earned. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve the Father leaning into us. We don't deserve the power of heaven, Holy Spirit coming in, abiding with us, empowering us. But we have it. We have it freely. We're saved in it. We're saved in grace. We're saved by grace, right? So we need both. So when we talk about Jesus came in the fullness of grace and truth, and we talk about in these conversations with people being in grace and truth. So we need both. We can't forsake one for the other, right? It's not zero sum. It's God help us to be present, full in both, okay? So that without truth, we understand without truth, there, there can't be grace, right? Think about that for a second. Without truth, 
Where, where's there room for grace if there's no truth? And without grace, we can't walk in the fullness and the wholeness of truth. So these things are like just paired so beautifully. And Jesus came to save us in grace and truth. So grace cannot exist outside of truth. Okay, so, okay, so what? That's great. That's good to know. It's, and it is, it's beautiful. So what? So what do I do with it? So as we're in this conversation of evangelism, so it's important to know how, how these fit. So what's the do? What do I do with that? Well, there's a truth here. Okay, I've sinned. I've sinned against God, right? The great accuser will remind you of that all the time, as often as he can, right? He'll remind you of what you've done, right? Grace comes in, right? And as Paul says in Romans 3, thanks, Neil. All right, thanks, buddy. Grace comes in, as Paul says, right, in Romans 5. He says, where sin abounds, what? Grace abounds all the more, right? Where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. So with that understanding of what what grace is, what does that mean? Does that mean forgiveness abounds all the more? Yeah, forgiveness abounds all the more. But where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. That means however deep, however deep our sin, right, that means that God is leaning into us even deeper. Okay, however deep our sin, whatever that deepest thing is that maybe nobody knows about, you haven't revealed, however deep it is, whatever you've done or whatever you may do, there's no well that's deeper than the well of grace. All right? You with me? You hear what I'm saying, right? So no matter how deep your sin, there is always a well of grace that is deeper still for you, right? It's a well of forgiveness. It's a well of love. It's a, it's a well of of acceptance, and it's the Father. There's a well that says, son, daughter, I'm right here. I'm right here in your sin. There's forgiveness. There's love. And guess what? There's wholeness and restoration and redemption. And it's grace how Father has redeemed his whole creation to be just like it was in the beginning, to walk with him, to be with him. That's what empowers us to do that, right? That's pretty dang good if you ask me right? (laughs) Yeah, so where sin is great, grace is always greater, okay? So what that means, knowing what grace is, grace being empowerment to be righteous, empowerment to be the righteousness of Christ, empowerment there. So where sin is great, the opportunity to sin, and sin is great, that means now, if grace is greater, the opportunity to be like Christ is even greater, the opportunity to be righteous and Christ-like, the empowerment, the power is greater there than any temptation, than any sin, than any darkness, than anything you've been in. Any trial, anything you're facing, the grace is always greater. There's nothing greater or deeper than the grace. I just think that's, that's brilliant. That's so beautiful because we, you just read through the Scripture, and I think you just like read over grace. Like what? I don't know. It's just a kind of a word that has like kind of, you know, it's kind of a feminine word. It's pretty. It's, it's all that. And it's, it's, that's so not it. It is power. It is the most, the highest power, power from heaven available directly to you to be righteous and pure and whole and holy. It's just great. It's just awesome. So you're reading through the scripture and you read and Paul says, grace Grace I bring to you. Grace I pray over you. Grace and peace be with you. What does that mean? Like, well, have a nice, I hope you have a nice day. I hope your day's pleasant and it's nice. No, he's saying, brothers and sisters, you have, you have available to you a power to be just like Jesus, a power we didn't earn, we don't deserve. So let's walk in that. Let's walk fully in that, right? So, the do, so the so what? Okay, so that changes us, right? That changes. That's a total game changer, right? So we're not struggling. You know, you hear, okay, well, I'm struggling with sin or I'm struggling with this thing. Sure, you are. That, yeah, and there's a power, the grace that is greater than any struggle. So the good news, we take that into with, with evangelism, right? Ooh, evangelism. That's a word, right? That's a word that carries some baggage, you know what I'm saying? Seriously. Some people are like, yes, I love it. Let's go. Let's go just 
you know, talk to total strangers on <laughs> Pearl Street and tell them about Jesus. And that's, that's awesome. If that's you, thank God for you, because that's amazing. You're a minority, I would say, because I think that word just carries a lot of like, oh, man, evangelism. I don't know, man. I don't know. Can I just be around my unsaved friends and whatever? You know, I think the, the introverts probably in particular may recoil a little bit, you know, at evangelism. Extroverts probably are a little bit like, yeah, I don't know. There's some social risk here maybe if I have to evangelize, right? So the good news, though, is this word evangelism that carries some of these stereotypes and connotations. Can I just, can I just say you're free from that? You're not free from evangelism, but you're free from this weird stereotype of what evangelism is. So let's talk about what it is, right? What it is and, and what it isn't, right? So it's not, you know, it's like, okay, now I need to share some of these, the good news. Or I need to ask some of these pointed, hard questions. And, you know, if, if conversation goes that way, great. But what is it? It's being, it's being present with your authentic self, being in full truth and in full grace, not diminishing the truth of the gospel. And as we've received full grace we get to extend full grace to those, right? So the, the cool thing is you might think, well, but yeah, so that's great. I don't have some amazing testimony of how God healed me and I was, you know, homeless and a drug addict and, and salvation came and my whole life was turned around. Like, I don't, I don't have that testimony. So my testimony is not a, a wow thing. You know what? That's completely fine. I think some of the, probably some of the most powerful testimonies are what you're going through right now, right? What are you going through right now? Okay, so things like long-suffering, right? You're in a situation that is seemingly hopeless. Like, I don't know where, the, where, my, uh, where this is coming. I don't know where, when is my hope coming? When is my deliverance coming? When is my day coming? When is the victory coming? I don't know, and I don't see it. And yet, and yet I'm clinging to the good news that my God is for me. He's with me. He has not forsaken me. And lo, he is with me even to the end of the age. So you don't have maybe some amazing testimony. Well, guess what? You do have a testimony. Where are you right now? Are you clinging to the good news, to the hope that he is so for you, that he's leaning into you? You have a father that is leaning into you right now saying, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You got this because, because I've got this. You've got this because I've got this, and I'm in you, and you're in me. And as you lean into me, son, I'm leaning right back into you. You lean into me deeper. You can't lean into me any more than I can lean into you. So lean into me, and come on, come on, come on. You've got this. And guess what? There's a testimony right there, right? There's a testimony right there. You're talking to your, your, your friends or people, and like, I don't have some story that I can just share that is like, wow, look at what God did. It's, I don't know. I don't know where my victory is coming from, but I know it's coming because I know my God. There's truth and there's grace, right? Working together, it's beautiful. So we all get to do that, right? It's just being our authentic self. It's not being weird. It's not like, you know, anything that is outside of what God has called you to do, right? So you think, well, I'm not, I'm not an evangelist. Okay, all right, well, guess what? You're in circles of friends. You have people in your life that it's no accident you're, you're in there with them, right? You're there. You're there for a reason, and perhaps you're the only person that can reach them because of who you are, because they're friends with you, because of the closeness there. I can't reach them. Some other person wouldn't be able to reach them, but you can. And it's not by having to turn on some weird switch of evangelism. It's just by being authentic with them and real with them in grace and truth and just love, right? Yeah, it's good. So we also get to know that it's not our responsibility, okay, to save them, to get them saved, to get them to shift, to repent and believe, right? That's not our, that's not, do you know that's not, that's not our responsibility, it's not. Can I just say, can I free you from that burden right now when we talk about evangelism? You think, man, I don't know if I've ever prayed, prayed the prayer with somebody or seen somebody just, you know, have revelation happen. That's fine. 
Okay, it's not your job to get them there. That's Holy Spirit's job. That's Holy Spirit's job. Your job is to listen, right? It's to listen. You got two ears, right? So you got one ear. You're in conversation. You're listening. You're listening to where your friend is. You're listening to what's happening. You're listening to where they are in their journey, in their story. You're listening. And, and this gets tricky, and this takes practice, right? And while you're listening in the natural, right, you're listening. You're listening. Papa, what are you saying? Holy Spirit, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying about this? What are you saying? What would you say to them right now? What would you say? What truth would you say to this person? Right? So you don't have to come up with it. You don't have to come up with the thing. You don't have to come up with the know all the answers to all the questions. We get to be asked a lot of questions like, yeah, that's a fantastic question. And I wish I had a great answer for you. That's fine. That's a completely fine. That's a good place. That's a real place to be right? But we get to just walk with these people, with our friends, listening to them, being with them, and knowing that Holy Spirit and the Father and Jesus loves them even more than you do. He loves them even more than you do. He wants to speak to them. He wants them to hear His voice even more than you do. So we get to partner with heaven. And that, that's, that's a, that takes time. That's a, little, that's a little bit tricky to learn how to do that because you're listening and you're listening and you're engaging, right? Your spirit you're listening to heaven. What Heaven, what would you say? Right, so evangelism, right? It's not persuading. It's not arguing. It's not trying to convince. Is, it, is anybody here today because they were argued into the kingdom? Because they were convinced by facts and by things that, uh, you know, they should be here and so you're here? No. What happens? It's Holy Spirit, right? Holy Spirit comes in. So in these spaces we're holding with our friends, we're leaving space for the Holy Spirit and listening. What would you say? We're not trying to do this out of our own our own strength. I, I think a beautiful example of evangelism, um, Ed Bunnell, he, uh, he spends time with a group of men, um, Buddhist, spiritual-type men, and uh, this is so great. Ed was sharing with me a while back. He said that one of the guys said to him as their meeting was ending, he said, every other Christian that we've talked to or that I've talked to has always, it's just they've always tried to get me to be okay with God. They've always tried to get me to accept God. They've always tried to get me to be okay with God. But when I'm with you, I feel that God is okay with me, that God accepts me. Right? There it is. I mean, that's, that's it, right? It's bringing the good news. And what is the good news? The good news is we're saved. We're saved by grace. You're loved. You're okay. You're loved. Papa loves you. He's there with his arms open. You know, there's no convincing or arguing or, you know, or, you know, things like that. It's bringing the message that God is okay with you. He loves you, right? So, that also means we get to listen. We get to listen to those that have been hurt by the faith, those that are angry with Christians. That's okay. We get to hold that space, right? We're not great defenders of the faith, you know, we just get to be there. We get to listen and hold that space and partner with the Holy Spirit for the good news that pertains directly to them. We get to partner with the Father to convey His love for them. And we get to partner with Jesus, right, to tell them, yeah, you know, you come just as you are. You don't have to change. There's not some conversion that has to happen, right? We know this. So it's that authentic place, grace and truth. So, we just came out of a prayer walking series, too. It was really good, right? We talked about, we discovered the good news that we carry into our neighborhoods, into our workspaces, right? That we're bringing the kingdom. We're bringing kingdom truth, and we're declaring the kingdom truth into these places. And evangelism, it's the same thing. It's just we're walking out the landscape in these relationships, right? So, Jeanette, you want to come up here? So Jeanette um, recently just got back from Las Vegas, right, where there's another form of evangelism. We talk about the, the authentic relational one-on-one place. We're also called to go into the world, right, to go into the world, be a light to the world, to proclaim the good news of the kingdom to the world, right? So that's, that's uh, you know, we're not talking vague in general good news, but like finding this place of what is some specific good news for you. So, Jeanette, tell us a little bit about your trip and your journey into evangelism. Um, 
can hear me? Um, I am the least likely person to be up here talking about evangelism because when I was in my early 20s, um, it was prophesied over me by a group that had come to our church from Mike Bickle's church that I had a calling for evangelism. And I just thought, boy, do they not know me. And they just have it totally wrong because I had every reason in the book why my personality was not fit for evangelism. I'm not super outgoing. I'm introverted. I, at that time, I was married to my husband who was a pastor, and I was afraid to pray for people. I mean, they would call people forward at the end to pray, for, and I'd be like ducking behind the person in front of me so the pastor wouldn't see me to call me to come down and pray, you know. Um, I was afraid to go up to people at church that I didn't know, and here I'm a pastor's wife, and I'm supposed to be, you know, greeting people and making them feel welcome, and I would have to do it because I knew I should, but I hated it. I was, like, so fearful. I just had a lot of, a lot of insecurities, and my impression of what evangelism was was standing on the street corner and telling everybody, turn or burn, you know? And I just thought, there's no way I'm going to do that when I can't even talk and have a normal conversation with somebody I don't know. You know, I'm not going to confront them. And they would do these training things at our church, and maybe you guys heard about it too, where you take the 10 spiritual laws and you basically say to people, you know, hey, have you... Have you sinned in this way? Have you sinned in that way? Well, you know, you're going to hell because of that. And so you need Jesus. And all of that is truth. But it was, it was just speaking truth. It wasn't getting to know the people. It wasn't um, finding out their journey and, and speaking it with grace. And so, I mean, we would do it and really would see very little results, you know. Uh, so for a long, long time, I just put that up on the shelf and just said, okay, Lord, I I don't know if that word that that person gave about evangelism is true, but you're going to have to change me because I don't, I can't do it. You know, it wasn't until probably 15, 20 years later, starting to get a hold of material from Bethel church where they have an understanding of evangelism a little bit different. They're teaching you that, you know, we all have the kingdom of God inside of us. And we're just, we're just exposing people to the kingdom of God. We're giving them a chance to encounter the love of God and meeting them wherever they're at, right? Yeah, yeah. And so when I began to read about this and the, the mission field didn't have to be going to Las Vegas or going overseas, but everywhere I went, I was bringing the kingdom. That meant when I went to Walmart and I'm like just looking over my cucumbers, the Lord could start sharing stuff about the person next to me and where they were at and just ask me to um, share from there. And I thought, you know, I'm just reading all this stuff and trying to get myself pumped up, you know. (laughs) But I had to come to a place where I received grace from the Lord myself. I had to have my my own paradigm of him change in a way because I was so afraid of messing up. That's what kept me from wanting to talk to people. What if I say the wrong thing or I don't know what to ask or I make them feel awkward? I don't want people to feel awkward, and so I will save them that trouble and yeah, not, yeah. not make them awkward. Uh, it was all about me, you know, and I just had to come to this place where I, you know, the Lord was like, it's okay if you don't do it right. Just the goal has to be not the end product. Yeah. It has to be loving people. Yeah. And if that's your goal, you're never going to mess up. There's never a failure. And, um, so, yeah. Yeah, So talk about some of the interactions with people, just total strangers, people that you saw and your team and just some of those interactions. Yeah. In Vegas. Um, yeah. I mean, just so you know, like, this process of getting to the place where I could go to Vegas for a week and be part of a team praying over people was a long journey over years of just stepping out at Walmart, stepping out at the gas station. Um, It wasn't like I just started doing it and everything flowed and was awesome. I mean, I first started just praying for people's healing because that was an easy, obvious thing. You see somebody like limping and you can say, hey, can I pray for you? And for a whole year, I never saw anything happen. 
because I think the Lord was just working in my own heart to say, Jeanette, I don't want you to be about the results. I don't want you fixated on them getting healed or the result. I want you to learn to love them. And what I found is that as I interacted and looked at people and was sharing the love, all of a sudden I had compassion, you know, and it wasn't about me. It was about where they were at. And so many of them, even though they didn't get healed, would hug me and thank me and say, because somebody noticed them, Yeah, you know, we're so starved for like real authentic love. And that's what Vegas was all about. You know, we, um, we would just meet people and, you know, I wasn't always on like there was this one guy I was talking to him and sharing some insight that I felt the Lord was giving me and it was off. You know, I'm asking him, does that resonate? And he's like, no, not really. But then he just started opening up to me about how his friend had just committed suicide and he was in this deep place of grief, which you wouldn't know that just passing him on the street. He looked happy. He was on vacation with his wife. You know, but here he had that, that he was carrying around. And just because I stopped and was willing to talk to him and was sharing what I thought was God's heart, and I was wrong, okay? But it made a safe place for him to start opening up, and then our team was able to pray for this guy and just bless him in his grieving process, and he knew that the Lord loved him. We, I mean, there are exciting times, you know, where God does stuff, and I think that's what keeps, keeps you at it, you know. You're, like, looking for that time where God's just really impacting people and something, something's happening, you know. We met this guy that was on the side of the street. His name was Jay, and he was trying to get people into the strip club. That was his job. So we're, we're like... Hey, we're out here trying to practice uh, giving people encouraging words. Can we, can we practice on you? Usually people will say, sure, because they're curious, you know. Uh, who doesn't want some encouragement, right? So then we just tell them, hey, the way we're learning is by leaning in. You know, you were talking about that God's leaning into us. So all I'm doing is I'm leaning into God who's leaning into them. So as I'm leaning into him, I'm hearing his heartbeat for them, Right. So we just say we're, we're listening to God's heart for you and what, what he would want to talk to you about today. So we're, we're sharing different things that we're all getting. And one of the guys says, I feel like you're called to be a pastor. You know, here's this guy that's like trying to get people in to a strip club. And the dude has the, uh, that's when he has the braveness to say, I think you're supposed to be a pastor. You know, we don't even think he has a relationship with the Lord. And the guy says, man, my mom has been telling me that for years. And he was like, man, I've been here a couple months in Vegas. And lately I've been thinking I need to get out. And as you guys are talking, I'm realizing it's time for me to go home. I need to get out of here. And then he pulls out of his phone and he says, can you guys re-say everything that you said so I can listen to it back? And then we pray for him and bless him. And, you know, I walked by that corner several times the rest of the week and I didn't see him anymore. I'm really believing he went home and he's following his calling. Um, I'm also remembering Jasmine. This is a great illustration of what you were talking about, Mike, just the truth with grace. She was walking alone. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. We're on this bridge that goes right over Las Vegas Boulevard. And um, I smiled at her, and then one of the teammates that was with me just struck up a conversation. And anyway, we all get to prophesying and saying different things, and her mind's getting blown. She's like are you guys psychic or were you reading cards before this is this is crazy how do you know this stuff you know and we're just telling her no it's Jesus we don't know you he knows you though and he loves you and I'm telling her you know you can have a relationship with him that you feel him like you're feeling him now all the time and you can you can have his voice access to his voice and being able to hear him just like we're hearing him for you you know and um, I said, do you want that? And she just kind of looked at me. It was, she's just trying to process all this. And then she says, well, I don't think I can because um, in a couple days I have to go to court. I was part of a drug bust. 
and I've done some really bad things. And there's just no way what you guys are saying about the Lord can be true and that he would really want to have a relationship with me. And then another teammate kind of went through the Roman road, you know, just taking scriptures from Romans, just talking about what Jesus did, what the cross was all about, and that it was for her not only to get into heaven and be with him always, but for her to have a relationship now that he could help her and give her guidance so that she didn't get herself into situations like she just did, you know, and that he would be there with her through that whole process. And again, we asked, do you want to have that relationship? And she said, yes. And so we got to pray with her and I told her the angels are partying more than any party in Vegas right now on your behalf. And her smile is just huge. But it was all because the truth with grace. She had to know that she was accepted no matter what she's done. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Maybe you went, right? All right. Yes, it is for him, but you went. You went and you were obedient. I still go afraid. Yeah. I'm still an introvert. I'm still all those things, all those reasons, you know, why I said. But God's like, well, you're mine and I'm going to use you and your personality and all your little quirky things or whatever. And I'll take you with your insecurities. So he'll use us, you know, and we're all learning about hearing God's voice. We can all be asking, God, what do you want to say to my checkout girl? You know, and I've heard simple things like, she's worried about a grandmother that's sick. Tell her she's going to be okay. Hey, do you have a grandmother that's sick? Yeah, actually I do. Well, I was just talking with God about it. (laughs) You saw weird looks, but whatever, you know. Um, and your grandmother, he told me to tell you that she's going to be okay. Tears. Thank you. That's it. You know? So the goal at that moment wasn't salvation. It was just taking care of something that she was concerned about and letting God know that he sees her and knows her. You know? And that was... So we all can do that. And we can do it afraid. And I have really funny stories of... of crazy things that have happened when I've been off and I looked like a fool, but it's okay. You probably won't ever see him again, but. Awesome. Thanks, Jeanette. That's so good. That's so good. Amen. So guys, so heaven is moving, right? Heaven is moving. Heaven is moving outside our walls. Heaven is moving in Vegas. Heaven is moving everywhere, right? So what did Jesus say? He said, the harvest is great, right? But the workers are few. So we get to partner with heaven, just like Jeanette was talking about. We get to partner with heaven to go, to listen to the Holy Spirit. As we're in circles of friends at work, wherever, we get to go and see where heaven's moving and partner with him. And how? By grace, right? And what is grace? Grace is empowerment that that heaven will empower you. The Father has empowered you. The Holy Spirit has empowered you and will continue to give you that which you need to do what you're to do. Heaven has empowered you today. Do you know that? You receive that? You are empowered by heaven, by the King of Kings, has empowered you today to walk an upright life, to be righteous, to move in the power of heaven. All right? You've got that. You've got that today. And just like Jeanette's story of like, this was not an easy thing to move into, this isn't an easy thing. It's tough. It's tough. So as we wrap it up, let me just pray, pray over you. If that's, if that's you, you don't have to stand up or come down or anything, but it's just receive, right? So a great prayer, right? Along these lines, you know, it's just, it's Father. Lord, help me to see people as you see them, Lord. Lord, give me the heart for the lost, Father. Lord, break my heart for what breaks your heart, Lord. Show me where you're at work. Help me to hear your voice. You're always speaking, Lord. Help me to hear your voice. Help me lay down my own efforts and just partner with what you're up to. 
Lord, let me never compromise your truth. Let me walk fully in your truth with your grace that empowers me. Let me bring your truth to the lost, Lord, to set people free. And Father, help me just walk in the fullness, fullness of your grace, which is power that's just for me. Thanks, guys. Amen. Hey, let's, let's give a huge round of applause for Jeanette and Mike for bringing a great word. So good. <clears throat> oh, man, we have such a rich family here at Vine Life. Um, I'm stoked about it. Hey, um, as, the, as we're ending our service today, remember to pray for our Kainos students, uh, junior high and high school, who are uh, going up to camp this week, just as you think of them this week. Pray for them. Bless them. I'm going uh, to ask the ministry team to come forward. And uh, if, if you're newer to Vine Life, um, we would just want you to know that before you leave, we want, always want to give an extra shot for, for some prayer. We believe that God is is active. He's moving, just like Mike was talking about. And, and if you have any of these physical conditions on the screen, uh, we'd love to get a shot to pray for you. And uh, we believe that, that God is, is a healing God, and uh, that's part of what he does. And so uh, let's stand together across the room. Um, we would love to get to know you. If you're a guest with us here today and you just need some more information, we'll have some, uh, some of us will be back by the Connect Center. We'd love to get to know you a little bit. And uh, yeah, blessings on your way out. Have an amazing, amazing uh, afternoon. And remember next week, uh, our friend Chad Dedman from, from Redding, California will be here. He's got an amazing word, um, and I'm really stoked about it. So make sure you're planning on being here next Sunday morning. Everybody, you are awesome, and we will see you soon.